the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Tom Alvarez with Aviation with an Aviation special, taking a look at supply chain with our friends at QSIS. First and foremost, my old friend, Mr. Frank West, uh, the VP of American Sales for QSIS. Welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for having us, Tim. Absolutely. And uh, you guys have got a brand new uh, fancy studio. So sitting right next to you uh, is Karen Evanoff. Uh, Karen is the Vice President of Global Supply Chain for QSIS. Welcome, ma'am. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Past few years, COVID, right, it has introduced some interesting um, supply chain issues. Uh, how, has, how, how has the QSIS team kind of handled this um, and, and navigated through some of these challenges? Uh, well, I'll take that. Supply chain has been a, a problem for, what, almost two and a half years. It started even before we had the COVID issue. We had a lot of wafer shortages. So really, we see semiconductor impact across the chain. And so when you look at, at how we had to handle that, we had put in already a process where we had excellent communication with our channel guys, with our sales guys, where we were looking at how do we buffer, add volume to where we think we're going to have growth. And so we were already looking at that. When we immediately heard that things were happening, we took immediate action. And we had some visibility elements uh, already built in our chain. But our communication stayed really, really strong with the likes of Frank and his team. And, I, and so always communicating, being open, and having the ability to kind of be flexible and move on a dime was very critical for us. Okay. You know, as, as uh, someone said earlier this week, one of the more heroic efforts at, at CUSIS has been, you know, the unsung uh, things that the engineering team has done to keep us whole. Right. Uh, everybody always celebrates new products and gets excited about new technology, but, but these efforts that uh, have been done is really what's kept us afloat and kept us shipping product through uh, through these difficult times. Both of you talked about communication. Both of you talked about you know getting uh, all the information to to the customers, right, to the, to the dealers, so they can tell their customers what what's going on. Let's talk for a second about something that, that was announced here recently, and, and that is talking about the the Core One Ten F. That is a a hallmark. That is a keystone for a number of customers. Well, yeah, I mean, the Core 110 is one of those foundational products that we've really built this strategy on. Um, you know, we introduced it about seven years ago, and it's quickly become one of the most popular products that, that uh, QSIS has. And um, we ran into a situation recently where uh, a long-term, long-time supplier of ours uh, wasn't able to get us uh, something that enabled GPIO to happen on the box. So we had to make uh, what might appear to be a really difficult decision. It was only difficult um, until you started thinking about the business impact, because really we didn't have any alternatives. Our alternative was to basically take the Core 110 off the market and not have it for, you know, hard to say how long, versus we do a re-engineering effort and remove some features and functionality so we can bring it back to market as soon as possible. And that's what we've chose to do. So, um, so yeah, the Core 110 uh, version 2, which we, we announced, which will start shipping early next year, is not going to have GPIO, uh, front panel USB, or an LCD screen on the front. The good news is that we'll be able to bring the product back beyond uh, expectation uh, going into next year. And we've also introduced a number of products that will make it whole. 
uh, uh, the QIO product line, which is a, a remote um, expansion units that do audio inputs and outputs, GPIO, some different remote control options. And also coming into next year, we'll be introducing SPAQ, which is our first small factor QLAN amplifier that also brings audio IO and GPIO to the party. Really quickly, I want you to explain that that part because you, you, you said making things whole. That's mm -hmm. like bringing all the ecosystem together. Yeah, I think a good way to look at it is historically, I mean, we've had a lot of customers that for years they've bought the Core 110 and an SPA amplifier, which is an analog amplifier. Um, today, that same customer could buy a Core Nano, which has no I.O. on it, and then they can buy exactly the QIO devices that they need, as well as either uh, an SPAQ amplifier or even some of our new PoE loudspeakers, where you know there's a lot of Core 110s that get installed that use you know two or three outputs and two or three inputs, and that's it. And now you can actually buy a system that does exactly what you want it to do, as opposed to historically people would just put a Core 110 in there and then just you know even if it's over uh, spec for the project. So talk for a second about some of the, the, the specific changes. Frank, you mentioned the fact that the USB is not going to be, there's not going to be a USB on the front, won't yeah. be any a, 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 an OLED um, uh, front panel. What other sort of, of changes are we looking at? It's primarily the GPIO. I mean, the, the front panel USB on the Core 110 was a seldom used feature to begin with. Um, and And... Every other core that we make does not have an LCD panel on the front of it either. So that's not too odd. I mean, the Core Nano, the Core 8 Flex, the 5200, uh, the big guy, it does not have an, uh, an LCD display. GPIO is really the big thing. And, you know, our customers, I can't really quantify exactly who uses GPIO and who doesn't. But the reality is, is that network-based microphones, which are so popular now in conference rooms and meeting space, they don't use GPIO the way we used to use with contact closure microphones for push to talk and muting and yeah. stuff like that. Most of that function is done uh, digitally nowadays. What about the the, the customers who, who who won't be able to use some of the functionality, what GPIO or, or whichever ones? What's going to be their their answer uh, going forward? It's going to be QIO. So there's devices within the QIO family. So a combination of a Core Nano and GP, or I'm sorry, QIO devices will enable you to build a product that functionally can meet the requirements of a fully loaded Core 110 and actually get beyond it as well. So really quickly, because you, you've gone over a, a number of different things from um, making sure that, that kind of the, the, the dealers are, are, are taken care of here and making sure that, um, you know, you guys are able to ship product. When, when you look at, at some of the decisions that you guys have made, What's the driving force here, right? Is it, is it to make sure that, that QSIS continues to ship? Is it make sure that, that nobody forgets the QSIS name? What, what is the, 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 the main focus here? The decisions that we make are to keep our customers uh, so that they have product that they can install so that they can get off of a job site and get onto the next job site. And that's the biggest challenge that we see in the industry today is that you know uh, when, when, uh, when our integration partners can't close out a job, they can't get paid and they can't move on to the next job. And so ultimately every decision that we make is to try to meet the demands of our customer base that is very committed to us. Um, they've made investments in us in terms of training and we just don't want to let them down. 
I, and from a supplier perspective, if I had a if I had a supplier like that, I'd want to stay with them through thick and thin because everybody goes through issues. I know every supplier I've had, my favorite ones, I always stick with because I know they're honest, they're straightforward, and they're doing something that's going to make me succeed. So I think whatever we're doing, we're always thinking of our end customer and saying, all right, what can we do so that he knows that we're a reliable and trustworthy supplier? All right, real quickly, uh, talk to the integrators, talk to the folks designing. What What's your advice as they move forward and are starting to design next year's systems? Well, I mean, we've introduced a lot of new products in the last couple months, and we have a lot of other things coming in the, in the winter this year. I really think it's a great time for integrators to work with uh, their CUSA sales representative, their advanced application engineers in the field, to, to really make sure that they're designing things that are, A, the best decision for the customer, things that are you know, new and cutting edge, and also you know, understanding, nobody understands the inventory position at CUSIS like a CUSIS salesperson today. So we have a good vision into what we have in the warehouse today and what the supply looks like coming in. So we'll just try to steer the customer the right way. All right. Uh, thank you both so much, Cameron Evanoff. Very, very nice to, to at least virtually uh, meet you. Uh, Vice President, Global Supply Chain uh, for CUSIS. Uh, and Mr. Frank West, always good to see you, sir. Vice President of American Sales for CUSIS. How do people find out more about CUSIS uh, if they are so inclined? CUSIS.com is a great place to start. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Frank.West at QSC.com is my email address. Karen? For me, you can look it up. My LinkedIn, I'm all over the place. I mostly focus all, always on supply chain issues. And if I don't know the answer, I'll go to Frank. I'll, I'll find you somebody better next time. All right. Uh, for, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. It's aviation.tv. Find more specials like this and a host of others. All that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. 